Welcome to the Gospel Changes Everything podcast, where together we'll explore how Jesus transforms us every day. Hey gang, make sure you stick around to the end of the podcast where I'm going to give you 50% off my best resource that I've done so far. Now let's learn how the gospel gives us new desires. After it rains, the ground is wet. When you walk up to your car in the morning and the window is smashed, you know someone broke into your car. When you find a bag of fresh vegetables on your doorstep, you know your neighbor stopped by. Evidence indicates that something has happened. Today, I want you to look at the evidence of God's grace in your life. Because grace has happened in your life. God has not just left it on your doorstep, but he has infected your heart with it. He never stops thinking about you. He is constantly with us all the time, everywhere. I love the Zephaniah 3.17 passage, which says, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. I want to encourage you to examine your life for evidence of grace. Because God's grace is always flooding our hearts, then we should be able to see evidence of it in our lives. Now, while God's grace through Jesus is infinite, let's look at one specific area of our lives where we see this evidence. This area is what I call new desires. I find the passage Galatians 5, 16 to 26 to be helpful. Here's what Paul says to the Galatians. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy drunkenness, orgies, and the like, I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. It's a very familiar passage where Paul explains that the fruit of the Spirit are things that God puts in our hearts and will be exposed as we live our lives. So as we grow in our relationship with Christ, He produces fruit in our lives through His Spirit. I like to call this fruit new desires that well up inside of us. These desires were not part of us before we became a Christian, but now they are undeniable. Think about this. Do you have the desire to know God more intimately through reading his word? The fact that you value God's word and love to read, study, and hear it is evidence of grace. Do you desire to commune with God deeper through prayer? You have seen God give you peace in excruciating circumstances answer your prayers, and move you to take risks because you prayed. Prayer is evidence of God's grace. You also have a new desire to worship. Worship happens all day, every day, and hopefully as you walk through your day, you have a new desire to praise God for who He is 
and what he's doing. Or maybe your music library has changed over the last few years to have more worship music to keep your mind focused on Christ. Or maybe it's a lot easier to get up on Sunday mornings and head to church, looking forward to worshiping him with your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Again, a desire to worship is evidence of grace. So I want to encourage you to take some time to write out some of the new desires that you have now that you didn't have before you were a Christian or you feel have grown to desire. This is evidence that the gospel is actively working in your life, transforming you into Christ's likeness. And we all know it's the gospel that changes everything. The best resource I've created so far is called the Gospel-Centered Bible Study. It's an online course that you can go through to learn how to read and study the Bible the way Jesus wants you to. The Bible is meant to transform us, not just inform us. So learn how to avoid legalistic or moralistic Bible studies by keeping the gospel central and Christ the hero of every passage. Only through this process will you find gospel power to live out and apply all of God's word. Just go to gospelcenteredbiblestudy.com. And right now I'm giving my podcast listeners 50% off. Just use the code gospel podcast. I am so confident that you will love this course that there's a 30 day money back guarantee and feel free to contact me with questions at the gospel changes everything at gmail.com. Well, again, that's gospel centered Bible I hope you'll check it out. I guarantee you will not regret it.